Hello! Good evening, my name is Bob. We're supposed to get a fun reading and reading the nonsense because this is. Okay, hear me out. Aaron Bob, how you doing this evening? Fantastic. Vaccinated and ready to take on the new world. Yeah, Christmas oh, time. Lucky you, lucky you. I, I, uh, you know, mailed Santa a letter. Uh, asked him for a, uh, you know, the nice brand shiny new frozen coronavirus vaccine from Pfizer, and uh, must have gotten, you know, slipped up in the mail. Nothing, nothing appeared under the under the tree Christmas Day. Well, Fauci fucking said he uh, he went up and vaccinated Santa personally himself. What a, what did, a hero! Wait, thank, thank you, Doctor Fauci. Wait, did he do some I, dumb PR stunt where he I said literally, something I literally like think that? he actually did do that. I wasn't just yeah. I, I I heard something. Um, was he saying Santa is? like vaccinated no i think it just has some immunity or something so like he can't spread it something retarded like that oh is that what it was no no he said i vaccinated santa claus myself oh god what does that even canada you can have santa back the santa doesn't what a dickhead dickhead move to say that it's time it's time to make santa black and gay <laughs> Give him the, Santa than now. Yeah, if he's That's vaccinated, vaccine you might as well. Him. Yeah, <laughs> makes you black and gay. <laughs> Dude, how good would 2021 be if that's what happened? They make fucking make uh, Thanksgiving at my mom's house real weird because she'd just be a gay black dude. <laughs> now, as as no, someone well. who's gotten uh, COVID twice now, uh, your mother uh, is she planning on getting vaccinated? <laughs> I'm sure she want, I'm sure she can't wait. I'm sure she can't wait to get vaccinated because she thinks I mean, that I'm lying when I show her like adverse effects that have happened to people. She's like, "Yeah, that's fake news." She's using fake news. Well, for, to was defend only in the four fake people. News. Well, that HIV positive test was only in four people. Well, that I don't know, dude. She's like a reverse so, boomer now. Now she's not only saying the fucking fake news mantra, but she's using it for anything that's not mainstream news. It's insane. Oh god! Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's so. so here's uh, some mainstream news. I have a oh god, uh, what is this Bloomberg article here talking about how Australia's uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said Friday that the government won't rush approval of uh, Pfizer coronavirus vaccine because he wants people to have confidence in their product, and this is after their local uh, vaccine that they were making in Australia. Uh, we're giving people false positives for HIV. False positives? If it's bad for them, it's a false positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, uh, I, uh, the PCR tests, I believe. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that's just, that's just used for <laughs> HIV, right? Uh, this yeah, couldn't I, have, I, I, well, wait, guys. Uh, I mean, are you telling me <laughs> that they made a vaccine <laughs> that gives you AIDS? It really is going to make you gay. Like that's real. We were, I know we were joking, but I think the vaccine really does just make you gay. They uh, like they didn't actually get AIDS from the vaccine. They just turned gay, which means it's working at ninety five percent effectiveness. And they were just immediately blowing dudes in a strip club after doing lines of coke. It yeah. Turning it was you- too hard to sterilize people with the vaccine. So instead, to uh, affect depopulation, they just made people gay. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> close enough, right? They're sitting there. They're thinking the scientists are like, close enough. We got it. <laughs> Write it in, boys. <laughs> yeah, they found, they found the gay gene. They just didn't do God's work with it. They just they found the gay it. gene and they yeah they imprinted it on Wrangler. the on, on the mRNA. Yeah. Oh no. 
Oh. So, so Bob, right now we we have we have two vaccines approved for emergency use in the U.S. right now. The uh, Pfizer BioNTech and the uh, Moderna ones. Um, what, what's what's been the news in the last? Uh, those were subsequently week after week. Uh, Moderna yesterday, Pfizer the week uh, Friday before, I believe. Moderna. Uh, how how have they been coming, for coming out with the rollout uh, with all the the frontline workers getting them across the country? How, how's that been going? Oh, oh, you're asking me. Oh, well, first off, there's people you. that got uh, deformed. Us. <laughs> the, the 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 deformed faces that you mentioned earlier. The Bell, Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. Yeah. So that was but, a reaction. But Bob, I read, I read I read a debunking article that uh, it only appeared at the same rate it appears in the general population. Clearly, this was pure coincidence. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say to that. I'm, I'm I don't just know. Yeah. I, whatever. Yeah. I'm saying a thing I read. <laughs> Well, it's it's probably this the same exact uh, percentage that you know is like the standard death rate for COVID if you just don't get uh, vaccinated as well and you get it and you just like live your life okay. through it. So anyway, uh, there's also some news that uh, you're getting uh, allergic reactions from these. So has, has Josh? Has there been? Uh, have they released what they put into the vaccines as of late since people are having really adverse reactions, uh, allergic reactions to it. So, you know, the, the common understanding is that you would list the ingredients in the vaccine. So, you know, if you're allergic to something that you wouldn't take it. Right. Well, I actually, they, you know, I, they did just release it. It's made out of, um, it's actually 50% safe and 50% effective. It's, it's made out of only those two materials. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, so so I have up here there like we, we have our ingredients for the uh I have the Moderna and Pfizer ones up. Um it looks pretty straightforward. You got the RNA, you got some uh um the lipids to like, you know, give it some sort of substance, got some salts and sugars. Um I I think it's uh pretty straightforward if I'm reading this correctly. Okay. Not nothing like mercury in there or anything like that. Uh, not that I'm reading or not that I've uh, noticed or been able to identify with my uh, rudimentary chemistry knowledge. No abortion-derived okay. fetus cells? No, that's just the Johnson & Johnson, a family company one. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> so I got an article here, too. So they're getting ready. Now that the vaccine is rolling out, they're going to go and take extra steps to make sure that you get the vaccine. Right. So the New York Times here, he goes, vaccinated, show us your app. COVID-19 health passes or pass apps could help reopen businesses and restore the economy. They also unfairly exclude people from travel and workplaces. That is the one thing that's driving me the most insane about this is that um, people like the normal people, normal everyday people are now a don't think that medical information should be private. They're arguing that it should not be. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a concern. That's that's weird. That, that's and they're convinced concern. that the vaccine is the only way to reopen everything. But they also think that if they're vaccinated and you're not, then you're still going to spread COVID. It's the most ass backwards, retarded shit I've ever heard in my life. If you think the vaccine works, you're protected against the fucking disease that you're being vaccinated yeah. for. So I was, I was I was reading up on that because I was like, I had this. I have the same confusion you have, and the answer is nothing. Uh, fr from the couple articles I read that were trying to answer the question, um, it's not a very like good answer. It's just that oh, no vaccine is uh, you know a hundred percent effective. So um, if 
you know, everyone has to be vaccinated to mitigate the risk. Otherwise, you know, you're 60% or 80% immunity or whatever the hell, there's a still a risk of getting uh, some some disease and dying. So that's that's my understanding from the couple articles yeah, I read. It's insane because it's like, oh, well, I'm only 95% chance of being immune to it now. And in case yeah. I'm part of that 5%, I don't want you to be able to kill me. So what I want is a corporation to decide uh, or to be able to lobby to have autonomy over it the public's bodies in order to protect me in case the vaccine isn't good enough. I'm not going to argue that the, the, maybe the places making the vaccine should work on it until they get a better one. No, no, no. What I'm arguing for is that everyone should have no autonomy over their own bodies. And it should be a, a thing that a corporation can buy or legislate is that I mean, what they can stick inside you. That's fucking insane. It's like criminally insane. For people to think that way, it's it's ridiculous. Um, it's beyond that. Uh, yeah, like I, I don't say. know how anyone can make an argument for that. Like you know, it. Have you even heard of a fucking credible argument for you aren't allowed to decide what gets stuck in your own body? They've convinced these fucking fanatics that if if you don't have a corporation strap somebody down and inject them against their will, then I'm going to die. Ugh. Like. That's not a type of person I ever want making any fucking decision at all. I don't want them near my kids. I don't want well, them to be my neighbors. That's in, that's fucking insane. The, the, the amount of times I've talked to people and the, the few number of people I talk to and like that, it is brought up. Uh, how are you know we going to reopen all these businesses in the economy again? How are old people going to be able to travel again? How are all these schools going to be able to, be able to reopen? How are whatever are we going to get back to normal? without a vaccine and how just the mainstream media has cemented it in people's minds with repeated uh, statement after statement after statement that the vaccine is the only way to get through this is uh, it's unsettling. It's it's ridiculous that this is the the only option in so many people's minds. Good. But uh, do do you think, do either of you think that the, uh, the whole app idea um, like medical pass app will catch on? Uh, I'm, Probably. Thinking of how, how how that work. How many times they've like proposed it and you know tried well, something so far this year, and uh, you know seeing uh, iOS fourteen come out a couple months ago and whatever the hell Android's doing, and that there's not like uh, you know anything new or that they don't seem to be collaborating that closely with uh, the regarding the coronavirus stuff. I don't. I'm not hundred percent sure that that's like actually the way it's going to go forward. Dude, do you know how many companies are just at the whim of the fucking government the reason the government bails out all these you know the reason they bail out banks or they bail out airlines and stuff is because those companies now everything's based on debt and fucking uh <laughs> uh shit what's the word if you go along with something synonyms help me out compliance here. compliance yes debt and compliance wow. yeah that was, that was good <laughs> Everything is based on debt and compliance. So these companies that get in debt and get bailed out by, like, the government, let's say, now they get to a point where they have to have the government bail them out or give them tax breaks. The reason they make the tax code so complicated and give these companies giant tax breaks is so that the company, whenever the government says, you have to do this, they fucking do it because they they can't afford to have that shit stripped away from them. So they're a debt slave to the fucking government in that regard. So you're going to have airlines, all, you know, all sorts of wait, fucking businesses. Wait. 
on this point, if I can interrupt you real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in the same New York Times article, in the coming weeks, major airlines, including United, JetBlue, and uh, something else, something international, I can't pronounce that, plan to introduce a health passport app called Common Pass. It aims to verify passengers' virus test results and soon vaccinations. The apps will... Uh, then issue confirmation codes enabling passengers to board a certain international flight. It is just the start of the push for the digital COVID-19 credentials that could soon be embraced by employers, schools, summer camps, and entertainment venues. Embraced. Embraced. Embraced by. So, see, see, like, that's that's the thing. Like, you you get one city, you get one city, you get one state, you get one country, all of a sudden, every airline is going to have to comply with that because they don't want to lose all of their travel from that particular country. So like, even if it's just the United States or if it's just the UK, all of these people are going to be like, okay, well, every every airline company is going to be like, okay, we're going to have to roll this out for just because we're not, we don't want to lose business to that one big country because that's a big chunk of business. You know what I mean? It only takes one country to do it, and then all the companies just start complying instantly. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so these companies, though, they have to, they're in debt to the governments and they, they comply with this shit because they can't afford to get the benefits they have from being a giant company revoked or else they'll fucking die. They're on life support and the fucking government's the one holding the plug. Yeah, um, especially air, like airline companies right now, like they're on, like, like you said, the fucking life farmers, support, dude. Yeah. Tons of shit, oh, dude. yeah. Um, everyone's going to do what they, what they absolutely have to just to stay in business at this point. They create it that way. They make it so that they can fuck them into the ground so that they're a debt slave to the government. And then the other part that it relies on is compliance. And guess what, guys? Everyone's fucking compliant. They're all compliant. You can't go anywhere without people like, yeah, not only, I know I'm a cop, like, here's the part. I think that people on some level, realize that they're doing what they're doing because they're a, a fucking coward and they couldn't bear to stand up for, against the government in any way. And when they see somebody that's not fucking complying, they get mad because they know that, that reflects poorly on them. So they actually have to lie to themselves until they convince themselves that what they're doing makes them the good guy. And anyone that's different from them, it makes them feel bad. They don't really know why. And that's why. And that's why they have to attack those fucking people and try to con- make them conform to whatever the uh, majority norm is. And right now, the majority norm is if the gov- if the government says you have to put put a mask on all day, then you have to put a mask on all day. And I don't see that shit stopping anytime soon. I wore a mask when I went over to my uh, neighbor's house for dinner. Uh, give me a pat on the back because um, I'm saving lives. Oh, dude, they think they're heroes. They've Is that what you posted that on, on Instagram? By the way, you posted <laughs> exactly that 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 exact quote on like Instagram, <laughs> and then to all, all to all oh, your friends great. and family that live on the East Coast over there, Josh, huh? You fucking <laughs> virtue signaling cuck. You're from California. Uh, Don't you even start me. with virtue signaling. Yeah, I live in California, and I just had a car fucking sales manager. Uh, at, at the dealership, drop like the fucking n word with me. So I, I live so, in Trump so country, he, motherfucker. He's fired now, right? You you talked to his boss and like you, he understood the situation that that was unacceptable, and, the, and uh, he's fired now. Yeah, 
No, I took his business card. We exchanged phone numbers, and I gave him a hearty handshake as I left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I compliance shit. That shit's not changing anytime soon. So nothing's going back to normal because it requires it requires yeah. morality, which most of the public doesn't have, and corporations don't have, and it requires uh, not complying. And no That's one in the, the public implication. is willing to do that. That's the implication of the new normal. Come on, man. Get it is. Together. It is the new this normal. Is, That's... This has been the propaganda message for like months now. The new normal. You gotta gotta get used to not being able to like own property yourself or you know like own anything yourself. Oh, God. Well, we're gonna have drones delivering. We're gonna rent it. No one owns it, but we're renting it somehow. Going outside is illegal. Basic human interaction is illegal. Um, pretty sure sex at, at a certain point is gonna become illegal. Just looking. At, well, not gay sex, person. or else the vaccine well, will yeah, be 95% yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the only approved coitus is of the gay variety. I'm sorry. They they make you gay, and then two years later, they make all sex illegal. That would be, a, that would be a, the real crime. <laughs> Especially for the men. Like, the women won't really care. <laughs> oh, no, gay women already don't have sex. They'll actually force them to have sex with each other, and then there'll be yeah, no more lesbians then, left. And then we'll force the the gay men to to stop having sex. It'll be the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be absolute hell. It'll be chaos. Pan pandemonium. I love it. <laughs> this this is the new normal. Remember, uh, step one: get vaccinated. Uh, step two: uh, mandated gay abstinence. <laughs> but if you're a person out there, if you're a person out there, and you're actually advocating for a company and a, or a government, should have autonomy over the public's personal bodies and what goes in them you at some point you have to take a step back and be like am i fucking evil am i psychotic i I think i might be evil i don't think you understand the premise of public health aaron uh that that, that's the whole premise of public health it's giving and, and like the role of public health in society is that you're giving up freedoms for the the ever uh beloved virtue of safety and it kind of, as we've seen, it never stops. If, if something, if there's a phrase that they say, and then at the end it says, for the greater good, all the shit before that is probably evil as fuck. It's probably something insane. <laughs> and they have to convince you it's good by saying for the greater good at the end of it. Like every time. You don't have to, if it's actually just good, no one says for the greater good. No one's like, no, you guys should all uh, like have families and make sure you can grow food yep. and help out your neighbors for the greater good. <laughs> If it's just good, it's already for the greater good. If it's an evil thing when they say that, it's always fucking just evil. I'm going to start qualifying everything for the lesser good. If you, if you have to say something is something, it's not that thing. Like, Margaret Thatcher had a great quote. She said, True. If, if a woman says they're a lady, they're definitely not a lady. Like, they're not classy. Like, they don't hold Dude, themselves appropriately. Uh, Tywin Lannister. That's, like, his best line. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, yes. Any king that has to say he's king is no true king. Yeah, and then he exactly. Sends him to like, bed, like a like little wa- shit that he yeah. is. If you're walking around saying like, "Oh man, like I'm just the biggest science believer," it's like Jesus Christ. Like you don't know anything about anything. You're just listening to people that that you think are smarter than you, and so that's what you're doing. Yeah, when somebody is <sighs> like, "I'm I'm really smart," or "I'm I'm fucking hilarious," it's like, dude, other people will say that for you if it's true. Yes. Like, I'm insane. Okay, okay. So th- that's uh, 
for this Christmas season episode. Oh, that's yeah, that's sorry. number one on our list, on our on our wish list to uh, to Santa Claus is a vaccine. Oh, um, number two, what are we going to ask for? Number two from uh, gay black Santa Claus. Bob, can I get you to put the clip from the Saint Nick Center, Saint Nick Center uh, link? Uh, yes, I can't modify the volume from here, so be prepared. Okay. Before central heating, Dutch children oh, cool, would leave their shoes by the fireplace. The promise being that unless they plan to beat you, kick you, or stuff you into a sack, St. Nicholas and the six to eight black men would fill your clogs with presents. Okay, Aside from okay. the threats of... <laughs> what? <laughs> so all of you grew up with Santa Claus, right? And have an understanding of, uh, you know, who is the jolly old red man. Or <laughs> not red man. Uh, <laughs> you know what then, I mean? <laughs> God damn. Josh, where, gonna be the where is Santa this Claus going? In <laughs> where is this going, Josh? <laughs> wow, red suited man. Out of, <laughs> I expected this out of like Aaron. I didn't expect it out of you. <laughs> I, I also just, he just gave me like PTSD because he's like, you all grew up with Christmas, and I'm like, uh, I was a Jehovah's Witness. I grew up with shit. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, witness. I forgot about that. You didn't. Jesus Christ, I'm offending <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Aaron, do you celebrate it. Christmas uh, now? Hell yeah, of course I do, dude. It's the best. Ho- it's the best holiday in the whole world. It's awesome. Ever. Aaron, are yeah. you are you gonna tell your kids about uh, some jolly old fat man bringing them presents? Yeah, dude. I'm gonna make eight black dudes kick in the doors and fucking <laughs> hand them the presents. <laughs> I think you should go seven. S- seven seems like a reasonable amount of black dudes to kick someone's door in and and commit home invasion. <laughs> So so, what what are your what are your ideas of uh, who who Santa's assistants are? Like, w- aside from Santa in the whole Christmas mythos, who is there? The, the elves, dude. No, come on. Are you <laughs> <laughs> the Irish? What the fuck? Yeah, what, little short midgets that just... wear green. Yeah, I think that's I think it's the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. So. I did a little bit of digging into the, the history of Santa and Santa's assistance and that, that lovely, uh, was that David Sedaris clip, um, <clears throat> uh, referring to the six to eight black men in uh, the Netherlands. That's referring to, uh, Zwart Pete, uh, black Pete, who is, um, an assistant, uh, of Santa Claus. Uh, they're, they're varying, varying histories throughout the, uh, 1800s and 1900s of, uh, in in the Netherlands, of where this character comes from, or what what his whole like background and lore is, but um, ultimately, or the central one is that he is a a, a Moorish man who um, assisted Santa Claus uh, sometimes with um, sometimes with bringing presents and sweets and whatnot, and uh, sometimes with being the um, uh, kind of alternate to Santa Claus who would uh, so Santa would bring presents to the good children, and then his assistant would uh, beat the naughty children. So Sword Pete is just one uh, one instance of that. But uh, for a long time, and uh, even to pretty recently, I think like the last ten years, um, in the Netherlands, they would have you know fun, fun little pr- Christmas parades with Santa Claus and a bunch of uh, Dutch people in blackface dancing around. It's uh, it's all very funny. I should have uh, gotten a clip of that show, you guys. You're making a really strong case for me saying <laughs> Christmas is the best holiday. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really backing it up. I I think. Why do all these like awesome like European countries have like so much better Christmas like traditions than like us Americans? Like the American tradition is so like vanilla, you know what I mean? It's like just some dude that just shows up. 
and gives you presents. It's like that's not, there's no backstory there. What about the fucking I mean, the, eight the, black dudes that he's like trawling around with in his little gang unit going on? <laughs> that's it. The, the American version's the like the sterilized or the very um no the plain version where it's Coca Cola takes the classic version of a, a uh, Father Christmas or Saint Nicholas character and uh, just makes him the the um singular mythos and between that and the night before christmas poem like that's all america has for christmas whereas all of europe has their the you know fun myths through the last two thousand years that they they build on from uh, gods of the the harvest and the hunt and um and whatnot coming into santa claus and bringing presents in the winter and then all of his various assistants um who, who are pretty much in the same vein as warp peep but there's like a the krampus version which is the the like goat demon who in, in various different myths, sometimes bring pre- brings presents, sometimes beats the naughty children. Uh, and then they're, they're kind of like, there are multiple other versions. There's the, the, the Belsnickel um, uh, and the Necht Ruprecht and the, the Père Fultard and uh, just like a bunch of different versions of this same character uh, th- throughout um, Germany and France and England and uh, wherever else to um, assist Santa Claus by beating the naughty children while Santa brings the good presents or the Saint, some version of Saint Nick brings the good presents. Yeah, we have uh, just a lump of coal. That's about all we got. I like the, I yeah, like the Denmark so version. Dude, they all, fucking... all of them have their um, oh, like little wooden whips. I forget oh, what are they called. I forget, I forget the call. The, the little wooden like the whip things. They they all consistently have those to beat children with. It's great. Yeah, our uh, Denmark having Santa comes and gives you presents, or he sends a big black dude to punish you. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's an amazing that's an amazing myth i thought it, it was like a bundle of like pine was was it not yeah or, or cedar or something like that uh wi- wi- um yes i think that's it which, which one a switch or- that's what switch that's what it's called uh I, a, a switch I didn't of, write it down i think it was a switch of cedar actually that they used to go and beat people with <laughs> That, that makes they're sense. Very, okay, they're very specific, but it's like they actually list like the type of wood that they, that they use to like go around and like hit little uh, bad children with. And <laughs> they don't, they it's, don't. Very, it's very consistent country to country too. Yeah, this is uh, a good switch. Nice hard wood, dude. Yeah, uh, we still I have that it. in America, guys. Uh, getting a switch is if anybody grew up in the country, they didn't know what the fuck a switch is, and you had to go pick your own. It has to be certain width because if you make it too small, then they'll beat you even harder with it. Oh shit! I uh, I've only people heard think that's only that. black cool. people, but it's not. It's country whites and black people have a very similar upbringing. Well, do the country whites have blackface on? Because that's that's really just what they're doing. In the Netherlands do. Well, yeah, but you can't see it under our hoods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Bob, can you play the the CGP Grey clip? introduction there oh yeah sure i don't like this guy i'm just gonna note here before i play no okay uh cgp gray the youtuber guy what's this all about on the 24th of december every year children around the world put out milk and cookies in the hopes of luring a magic fat man into their home who will leave presents behind before sneaking into the house next door how did such an odd tradition begin? You can pretty much blame Northern Europe, where the winter weather is cold and dark and depressing. And the coldest and darkest and depressingest day is the solstice on December 21st or 22nd, when the sun only gives a few weak hours of light, if any at all. These sun-deprived people invented magical characters to visit them and lighten the mood by bringing gifts and celebrations. Positive These characters seven. range okay. from yeah, elves no, that's to that's the point I did too. Oh. I think okay. he's jumping to a lot of conclusions there about why we celebrate the holidays. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. say. <laughs> 
This big he brain retard. So bad. He took yeah. something awesome <laughs> like Christmas and he says it in the most nihilistic bullshit millennial fucking. Yes. What happened is a fat guy in Northern Europe where everything sucks. It's not awesome like it is here <laughs> where I'm from. You know, in a shitty fifth floor apartment in Chinatown in New York City that literally has cockroaches rolling over my cock. Yeah, it's not awesome like it is here in the cold places where it all sucks and everything's depressing. It's like, dude, you're such a piece of shit. I bet no one invites you to I bet he's never been invited to a party in his whole life. That guy sucks. So I agree with your assessment, Bob. He, I already hate him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, listen thank you. to two yeah. sentences if I was stuck in the same room with him. And I hate him exactly for the same reason that you hate him. Just off the bat. Wait, what a dickhead. I'd be like, who the fuck invited this guy? Like, I would immediately start bullying him. And just, I hate him so much. Yeah. People, this is why you yeah, need yes. security at a house party. So you can just throw out any fucking retard that comes to your party and starts causing mischief and shit like that. Who do you know here? Get the shit with scrap bro treatment. Yeah. <laughs> So, 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 what do you, what do you think of that as uh, the the origins of um, a you know Christmas with Santa or an origins I, I, of a, that sort of character? I, I think it's soulless. I think it's I think it's a, a bit heretical. Fuck that asshole! This is a bunch of bullshit, dude. This is yeah, no. A gift. The origins of Santa is that he lives in the North Pole and he's real, and the fucking <laughs> he has reindeer that can fly, and they deliver presents to all the children in the earth all in one night. Don't think about it too much. That's it. It's a fucking sick story. It's all real, and Mrs. Claus fattens him up before Christmas because he can't do it if he's not fat for some reason. It's awesome. Just the fact there's this jolly old fat guy <laughs> doing magic shit just to like give kids presents is fucking. That's all it has to be. It doesn't it's, have it's to like be. A, it, it, he's Go like ahead. a mystical, like magical version of just like a, a your ordinary truck driver, which is why it's so awesome. It's just like it's a fat guy that delivers presents, and it's like, oh yeah, it's a truck driver. <laughs> It's like if you had a nice grandpa that spoiled you. Like, that's yeah. it. He's a magical nice grandpa. I mean, yeah, that's that's the image. That's like that's why so many people can identify with it and get so much out of the Santa Claus and the Mrs. Claus figures. That's why these uh, fucking millennials don't like them. Because they all have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have oh, a God, nice dad. Everybody has a nice dad but me. And it's so bleak and dark on Christmas. And I'm the most victimized. So you can't if you're in any kind of victimization like that where you're like everything sucks. Like you can't enjoy anything. Like, that's why those people suck so bad. You got Aaron does not understand the the psychology of uh, masochism and uh, self hate. There's a uh, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, but that that's more like a, a like a teenage angst kind of uh, yeah, yeah attitude. You know what I mean? Like you grow out of that, you mature out of that phase. Like ever since the '90s, that that's become like a phase in puberty. Essentially, a bunch of like fucking teenagers being like, mm, "Everything's fucking shitty." You know what I mean? Like that's the attitude that, you, and you grow out of it as an adult. Like you know, you find purpose. Now, thanks to thanks to Twitter and Reddit, it's, it's okay to keep that attitude in into your mid thirties. It's because I honestly think like people get into these um, weird like nihilistic like mindsets because like they they value certain things in, uh, at different stages in their life. Like a, as a kid, like as a thirteen year old that's like stuck in like the middle of uh, having to go to school for the next like five years as well until they're eighteen. You know what I mean? Like they're they're very nihilistic because they don't see like a path out and they, they're just being like you know 
like edgy little cunts the entire time and then they grow up and they get responsibilities and they see like a, a path forward a future for him you know and like they start having to like fucking save for retirement and pay the government 25 percent of whatever they're making every year and like start paying taxes and shit like that and it's like then they start getting jaded yeah, yeah no. then they start getting jaded and uh, you know like everything starts to harden and solidify and you become like an actual person but this attitude to me is like it, it's childlike it's it's infantile to me. Like I don't even, I don't even take, uh, take it with a grain of salt anymore. These people that try I, I to be think there's a lot of people that, I think there's a lot of people that can't like internalize. Uh, they, they can't uh, be introspective. Sorry. And they're like, they, they really do think they're like, I'm the smartest. I know everything. I'm right about everything. And no one is recognizing it. So they're always pissed off at everyone else. That's not them. Like, yeah, those yes. people are wrong. Yeah. The only people who can say that and be right are the scientists. Yeah. Oh, God. They, yeah, where's your lab coat, bro? <laughs> uh, okay, so a uh, cynical view on the, the whole history and mythos of Santa Claus. Bullshit. Yeah, no, well, the good view uh, is what I laid out. Fucking Santa's just badass. Santa's awesome. Santa's fucking dope, dude. So, so enough about Santa. Let's talk about the real reason for the season. Jesus Christ himself. Aaron, would you like to uh, introduce us to uh, you know, the, the good man? Well, dude, so since we were doing a Christmas episode, I was like, obviously, I got to do something on Jesus. And you know, like, the portrait of, like, the Kenny G Jesus, where he's just, like, fucking hanging on the cross with the long hair and, like, the wispy beard and, you know, yeah, skinny. Dude, fucking, yeah, the Chad Jesus. The Chad yeah, skinny Jesus. fit, skinny fit Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's not as Chad as the uh, whatever. So there, there's a, a like an angry Aryan Jesus at the Basilica next to me. It's like this blonde haired blue eyed ripped Jesus. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's like the, the whole backdrop like behind the altar of the Basilica too. So it's like a the, you know fifty foot tall uh, mural of blonde jacked blue eyed Jesus. You need to snag a picture of that for us. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean I can send a picture online too, or I'm, I'm sure I have one on my phone. But sorry, uh, go on, Eric. Talk, the the classic Jesus. Yes. Wow. So, do you know where that imagery comes from? Uh, no uh, idea. Time traveler with the photograph of oh, the camera. The time traveler with the camera, definitely. Base base white people rewriting history. Yeah, yeah. He definitely <laughs> had blonde hair, black, blue eyes. Also gay too. Don't worry about it. He ate apple pie and wore blue jeans, and he kicked ass all the way across Israel. <laughs> I said, uh, <laughs> Jehovah's Witness, not Latter-day Saints. <laughs> so, so anyways, so I heard like a pretty sweet conspiracy about how he was actually modeled after uh, a pope in the late 1400s to like real early 1500s. I think the pope died of like malaria when he was like, like 1500s. Uh, if only he had a vaccine. Sorry, gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what he needed. It, he was already gay. He would only get gayer. He'd become super pope. But uh, Pope Alexander the Sixth. So he had an illegitimate son. He had a bunch of them because popes were way cooler then. And one of them was this guy named <laughs> Césaire Bourgeois. And this fucking guy, the reason that people say, so people say he was modeled after him. And this guy's fucking insane. So he, A, they like, fast-tracked him to be a like a cardinal um he was a yeah he was an archbishop and then in valencia and then he was a cardinal when he was still in his teens and uh 
just because dad was his illegitimate dad. He's the bastard child of the Pope. So, um, but he was a cardinal. I'm sorry. He was a cardinal when he was a teenager. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's because he's the one person who could read Latin. Wait, what? Is that a punchline? Okay. I'm missing that reference. I'm just too dumb for that reference. I'm not I'm not saying you're not no, making it's, it's not. It's not a reference. It's just that, like, with... with uh, <laughs> yeah. it, I don't get it To even either. read the Bible, he had to have some ridiculous amount of education at the time. Um, so he True, would be, like, the yeah. one person with access to the educa- that education at that age. Oh, that's, yeah, the that, education. It's not, it's not that funny. It's. Uh, it probably seems normal, actually, that, that he would be a cardinal. When Josh put it in perspective there with, like, the reading and writing thing, like, it does sound normal for, like, a cardinal to be that, that young. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, this he I'd was just it. set up to be that basically, and then they made him the commander. He was the commander of the papal army in the late 1400s, um, until his dad died of malaria, and then um, and actually he's the basis for the prince by Niccolo Machiavelli. Oh, so cool! If that gives you any idea what a fucking iron-fisted psycho this guy was. He's the basis of that book. He's like who he modeled what a leader should be if he wants to stay in power. Um, and then he like fucked uh, his don't sister. Don't let your dad die of malaria. That's clearly the way to stay in power. He's kind of Jamie Lannister, to be honest. Like he he was fucking his sister. He's just a badass that was just leading armies. And then his dad from... died, and he was fucked. It's the exact same story. Yeah, actually, it's exactly the same. And then he he ended up getting killed by at like accident because he was supposed to take out this small group, and he got like separated from his guys and ambushed and just murdered. And uh in like the 1500 early 1500s um but he like got imprisoned in spain and then he escaped from prison and then had helped some dude like it was i always wonder how people escape from prison back in the day for these but like you see old portraits of him and he looks exactly like catholic jesus like fucking identical so i'm like oh this shit checks out this psycho is just our version of jesus but so is, is it notable that like versions of uh, depictions of Jesus before then looked different than him and then the, the more modern ones real early? They did. But when Catholic Jesus started is actually when the Catholics started in like the 400s. Um, yeah. So once the 400s kicked around, they actually started doing Jesus uh, pictures. And we have I have a bunch of pictures I showed you, but anybody can look these up. Just look yeah, up like just the oldest pictures up, yeah. of Jesus. But if yeah, if you look on these uh pictures that i have some fifth century ones like fifth century is when he started looking like the jesus we know but then there's like a couple versions before that where he had like short hair like the romans when they wrote him he had short hair like in that one where it's him and his apostles and he's there in like a chair but he's got like a like mormon door-to-door like mormon but he looks like a jehovah's witness in the fucking one <laughs> picture that i pulled up and that's like one of the like earliest a... ones he looks like a Caesar, like that sort of haircut. Like he looks Roman, yeah. like you said, the Roman. Yeah, he has the Caesar haircut. Yep. And so, basically, the long hair, beard, white Jesus started with the Catholic Church, but it is not actually after Caesar Bourgeois. But Caesar Bourgeois looks exactly like Catholic Jesus, as opposed to the other way around. But I just <laughs> thought that that was interesting because people say that all the time, and that guy. That guy's fucking insane. Like he just, just was. Con- he just conquered everybody. He was like a really good commander. He just, he just fucked people up. He got. How do we know that? Like that was our sec- That was the second coming, and we just missed it. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, and he got yeah, he got a fucking uh, he got malaria too, and they cured him by just com- repeatedly dunking him in a giant vat of ice water. So I don't know how that guy didn't die. <laughs> well, that's dude. That's trusting much healthier than never been a good idea that's, in all that's... of history. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like some quinine tonic or something. Just like straight up ice water dunking. Hydroxychloroquine. Oh, you know, if you actually inject that straight into your veins at high doses that would never be prescribed, you die. <laughs> at least he didn't get prescribed bloodletting because he would have definitely died in that situation. Where they like uh, bleed the guy. Tiny medicine. Yeah. Yeah, just cut your wrist like you're a fucking 13 year old girl. Like you're a 13 year old goth (laughs) kid. That was a medicine back in the day, was to be one of those stupid cunts. To be an emo cunt. Didn't tell me the movie 13 is a medical documentary. (laughs) Never mention that movie ever again, please, on on the podcast. Uh, This is a blacklist. Hard times. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I want to come. It's interesting to it's interesting too to see the the uh, someone who it looks like Jesus was modeled after. Um, because uh, it, when when I was looking at Santa stuff, um, you know, I found the modern depiction of Santa um, for the, the Coca Cola ads was painted or like photorealistically painted from just some old fat dude in the 30s. Um, so like it's it's fun to look back and see like that. Oh, there's that guy, and that's that's our what we understand to be this uh, you know fun historical and or mythical figure. Well, I, I, um, I, I can't wait to do more about the, the Catholic Church because I honestly, it's kind of makes it's kind of funny that this psycho, Cesare Bourgeois, that was this sister banging psychopath, uh, looked exactly like Catholic Jesus. Because, in my opinion, dude, the Catholic Church is literally not, they're literally a church of Satan. Like, I think that's how they were like pretty much almost founded, like almost immediately, a church of Satan. They're insane. The history of the Catholic Church is like uh, the, the history of a Marvel comic book where every few years they just like uh, reset uh, things, retcon past uh, dogmas and the historical events and popes and, and whatnot. And uh, at this point, it's a jumbled mess of uh, who knows what. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't doubt what you're saying at all. I'm, I'm interested to hear more because I'm, I'm bad at church history. Yeah, no, it's like everything in there is a is like an homage to like some kind of sun god or sun deity, which is the light bringer, which would be Satan. Like it's literally all like it's they've got all this like sun worship shit and like no one sees it. Like they got that cathedral that's just a giant serpent's head. So even though he's not Cesar Bourgeois is not the inspiration for the modern day Jesus, uh, Catholic Jesus. Wait, he's it not. makes sense that somebody like that would be because I would love to know what the actual origin of how they decided on that guy. Well, because sun gods and sun gods and serpents sounds very like Aztec Mayan uh, child worshiping or ch- child uh, sacrificing temple sort of thing. Yeah, Moloch he's in the Bible, dude. They do that shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's why they yeah. cover up all the pedophiles. Like they, that's part of oh, God. their deal. Like, no, there, there was a, a a news story came out recently where I grew up. Um, uh, one of the one of the Abbey priests had a uh, molested a kid. And, like, w- apparently the, the Abbey was paying him off like a few thousand dollars each month for the last few decades, and yeah, the guy just committed suicide. I, I'm not even kidding. I wouldn't be surprised if that actually went against their doctrine to actually punish the like ones, uh, you know, 
sacrificing the children in those situations, it, they would see that as, as against the religion to punish those those priests. So they have to, like, pretend like they're punishing them and all this shit, but it's all nonsense. Like, dude, that place is crazy. The artwork alone is, like... Uh, guys, what are we? What are we doing here? Why do you have like demon heads everywhere? And why do you have a telescope named Lucifer? Uh, like, how has no one picked up on <laughs> because, this? Because it's science even, is evil, right? Dude, yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it's it's like not even. Hi- it's not hidden. It's not hidden in plain sight. It's just in plain sight. Like, it's fucking okay, crazy. I'm, uh, I'm seeing a lot of connections. Please bring in more topics in the future. And any any more comments on the uh, historical, the print, visually historical, the Prince Jesus? No, just that I, you know, I, you know, like to point out that I don't believe in every conspiracy. And just you know, I, I look into it, and it's uh, absolutely not true that he was modeled after Cesare Bourgeois. I okay. This seemed like it, it seemed like it checked out right away because that guy looks fucking spot on. Like Jesus, like if you do look up Cesare Bourgeois, he looks. Oh yeah, exactly I saw the pictures. Like, like Jesus. well, the the facial hair pattern is where it's like it's noticeable from other people. The long face, particular. everything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Identical. Okay, so so we've looked at the uh, the secular and and pagan roots of Christmas with Santa Claus, and we've looked at the uh, the Christian roots of uh, Christmas with Jesus Christ. Now, what 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 happens when these both come into conflict in the modern day? Are our modern day of uh, mishmashes of, of of the culture war, mishmashes of culture, religion, secularism, science, all that. What happens then? What do you mean? What happens then? Nothing happens. What are you talking are, about? Are they compatible? Can what? we can we still have Santa Claus and Jesus Christ and celebrate Christmas the same way? Like how how does yeah? yeah. I mean, we can, but the current institutions do not want us to. They like the capitalist agenda where everyone has to buy each other gifts and shit like that. But at the moment. At the moment, there is a war on Christmas. It is being attacked on all fronts. And I'll tell you who it's by, people. It's by the gays. The, <laughs> the LGBT <laughs> militia. is. There is a war on Christmas that is being headed by the gays. Aaron, Bob, are you about to leave our show to go fucking right for Hannity? What's going on here? <laughs> you like my inspiration for today? <laughs> I, 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 think, I am excited to hear this war on Christmas, but you delivered that exactly like you were uh, <laughs> like on the no spin zone with fucking uh, what's his face? Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, I'm about yes, to Bill shoot. Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> well, he is a personal hero of mine, but let's get into this war on Christmas, <laughs> mostly for, you know, the, the sexual allegations, or sexual harassment allegations. But so we got... <laughs> We have a report here, uh, and I, I think this is an, an interview on the, the CBC, which is Canadian, right? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. One of a whole new crop of Christmas movies, LGBTQ films, released for this holiday season. Part of a trend that caught Eli's eye, so he's back with us from his home getting set for his holidays and uh, looking to these holiday offerings. As I said, it's a whole new landscape, Eli. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. So Happiest Season really kind of kicked off this discussion. You know, there was a a time a few weeks ago I couldn't open Twitter without being just like enveloped in a discussion about who Christian Stewart's character should have ended up with. How did Harper behave? I mean, people had so many 
feelings about this film and it seemed to really strike a chord in an audience you know certainly wider than just lgbtq and so this which was originally released on hulu and streaming in canada turned out to be quite the success and also i think part of this new wave of content that we're noticing in the traditionally very traditional um holiday genre and so other films that are popping up uh, under the mistletoe this year christmas house from the Hallmark Channel featuring a gay cha- a gay couple. It's a very big change for the channel. There's Dashing in December on the Paramount Network. There's the Christmas Setup on the Lifetime Network. Now, I reached out to Kristen Baker in Nashville. She's the producer. All right. So we have the Lifetime Network. We have the Hallmark Channel, which is they make it's great. brand for Hallmark. They make great traditional Family value style Christmas movies, and they play them year Wait, fucking Hallmark? round. Obviously, Hallmark. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Hallmark. No, dude, Hallmark makes those movies where it's like, oh, the guy's secretary's insane, or the babysitter's crazy, and then she kills the wife, and like, it's always like that. There's always an evil babysitter trying to kill or successfully kills the wife, and then tries to ruin the husband's life or. Yes, but they way. they have very wholesome Christmas content is what I'm saying. Like they they have oh, okay. a great yeah. Christmas lineup. Right? Would you agree with that, Josh? I think so. What's it what's okay. the Christmas lineup? What's the I don't know. They they make like they're fucking they're like the old sci-fi where they like sci-fi used to pump out just like every month like a new movie, a new show that was like that completely was ridiculous, shit. completely like uh, under budget, so ridiculous and like Hallmark does that but with like Christmas movies and it's great. It's so fucking like they're all so terrible. Like production quality and like the, the actors and actresses, they're all fucking horrible. But like it's just like this wholesome Christmas theme that's like going on and now it's being obfuscated by the degenerates of the lgbt militia that's all i'm saying my favorite part of the sci-fi movies was that they take like a movie and obviously rip it off and then just come up with the worst generic title they do like instead of jaws it'd be like teeth <laughs> and it'd be like about a big shark. <laughs> it's literally like Space Crocs too. <laughs> like yeah, fight of the, yeah. you know, <laughs> the interstellar swamp or something. Instead like of that. Jurassic Park, it's like Dinosaur Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh dude, you don't have to talk to me about missing the old sci fi. Like that that was fucking classic. Yeah, they're great. Well, right after the uh, USA lineup of the Highlander and Buffy the Vampire Slayer was over, and then you'd fucking pop over to a sci-fi original. Hell yeah! Exactly. So let's <laughs> continue. Let's continue on here with yeah, this, uh, the, the gay agenda. Uh, destroying Christmas. Producer and director of a couple of holiday films made for queer viewers. Last year, they made a movie called Season of Love, which got a great response for their audience. She was getting a lot of her customers saying, you know, we want to see our own selves in these Christmas films. This year, they're releasing I Hate New Year's, but a lesbian couple in Nashville. And <laughs> ha! <It's> like- <laughs> uh, the the first lesbian movie they show up is about them fucking hating something fun. It's like, at least they're being accurate with a representation. God damn. That was the, the perfect response I wanted from that. <laughs> I was prepping to pause the clip right at that moment. <laughs> you know so retarded. Okay, this is the problem with gay movies in general. I don't care if there's gay characters. I don't care about anything. I'm not even going to pull a boomer. It's like, I don't care. Just don't show me. No. It's just that if you're going to be like, we have to make a gay Christmas movie, 
what then what is a straight Christmas movie? Like, because <laughs> then you have to base it around a sexuality in, in some form. And there's never like, I want a Santa Claus that gets pussy. Like, you know, like that would be a terrible Christmas movie. I saw no, dad let, kissing Let me Santa describe Claus. it to you. Let me describe what a, what a, a heterosexual normal christmas movie is it's about family values it's about loving your family and your friends and going out of your way to help other people and to give to other people and then you you get the the gay militia making their own christmas movies and it's about hating the new year's (laughs) it's all like the self-loathing like Like, the whole thing has to be like no one likes us because we're gay Santa made it so gays are cool now. Like it's like that's a terrible premise for a movie. Like yes, this is why every like Christians are upset about like this whole thing is because it's not because like Christmas in upon itself is is like like it has to be here. It's just here for a good time and it's a holiday and stuff like that. Like it represents like these specific values and the gay agenda wants to tear those fucking things down. They're like a family. You You shouldn't have a nuclear family. That's fucking. That's a that's bigoted. You can't. But that, you know what I mean. You're right. Like, okay, so here's where you're right. A good Christmas movie is literally about like the spirit of giving and like learning a lesson to be like a better neighbor or a better father <laughs> or like it's always something like that. Y- yeah. Sexuality never enters into it ever. So like when you make a movie and you're like, we have to have gay people represented, then it's based around. It always ends up being based around their sexuality because. They can't figure out how to write themselves into something where they aren't, like, being over-the-top catty or have to make some big stand about how they're gay. Because, like, if... And and it comes off exactly as annoying when the straight person does it in the movie. When they have a character that's like, I'm fucking straight. I get pussy. He's always an unlikable character. So you come out with these characters that are like, I'm gay. I love dicks. And he's just as unlikable as that guy. So you're True. like, yeah. it's not that we hate you, the writing is terrible. Like, do you have any other aspirations or any other way to identify yourself besides, I like to get fucked? Like, who doesn't? <laughs> like, it's yeah. not interesting, guys. No, yeah, and, it's, it's and like... I, I'm just, I think these are uh, people whose favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually. Like, they think <laughs> that is the peak of Christmas movie. It's a rom-com. And that I the romance is the highlight toes. of it. <laughs> There's... I guess there's rom-com Christmas movies, but I've never put one on my Christmas. <laughs> no, movie. that's that's it. Be, people, it was so the many one people love listed. rom-com Christmas movies, yeah. and like, it, yeah. No, you, you have a point. You have a good point. Literally, like, it's a Wonderful Life, a Christmas story, Rudolph the Rando, Rain, right? Yeah, Rudolph all those the Rando's stuff. Reindeer, yeah, more, and the all those, Island Mr. Toys. Yeah, oh, none yeah. of them have anything to do with any kind of sexuality. It makes no sense. Elf. No, Elf is incredible. It's family, like the Misfit Toys, is about the family. But, but there is a romance in Elf like, too. Wonderful like, life. It's about family. Sorry, go on. E- even in Elf, there's a romance to it. You know what I mean? And it's a heartwarming romance. Oh, God, like he's Elf. he's he's rebonding with like his father, and he's also finding like a love interest and stuff like that. The love interest is kind of like a, a side as well. Like that's heartwarming too. But like, there's nothing more heartwarming than like having a connection with like friends and family that all Christmas movies give to you. But if you make a Christmas movie with, with a bunch of lesbians saying that they hate New Year's, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna buy into that. <laughs> to be fair, they kind of use those romances in those movies as like a reward for the person completing the hero's journey. Like all the things. That's the one thing like the like feminists always complain about. That's totally true. 
Dude, that's fine. Having okay, a hero's yeah. journey as like the premise of your of your story, whether it's a Christmas story or another story, is is a good premise to have. Like, it's a good um, storytelling function. People like it. Like, people interact with it. People connect with like the hero's journey. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with the hero's journey. Yeah. So, but but that's the thing is that you you don't if you're gonna base your entire movie around the main character is gay and that's what this movie is going to be about. You're not going to touch on the hero's journey at all either. Exactly. That's why it yes. ends up sucking. Like uh, Rudolph the Allen misfit toys. If he was just like, no one wants me to fuck that one reindeer that, uh, that thinks I'm <laughs> like that. Then, then right. it would be a shitty movie. But the, the reason it's good is because he meets Yukon Cornelius and he's awesome. And then they fight a Yeti. And then they even make friends with him. It's great. It's the, one of the best. Let me ever. let me finish up this clip here for you guys. Okay. What she was telling me is a part of the need is like we have had a lot of great, powerful, dramatic movies with gay and lesbian storylines, but they are quite serious. And there was something that was missing for her audience. No, they're literally all about, like, gays and lesbians being, like, persecuted and, like, fucking flogged and shit like that. That's why no yeah. one wants to watch, like, these movies. It's like, once upon a slave, like, yeah, we, like, we don't, <laughs> we don't want all these, like, fucking depressing, like, oh, yeah, like, let's watch a two-hour, like, snuff film, essentially. Like, that, that's what it's about. Like, I don't want to watch a film that is just a bunch of Jews being thrown into, like, incinerators for the Holocaust. Like, that's not a great movie. That's depressing. That's fucking horrid. That's horrible. You don't want to see that. To be fair, though, that's just because I'm not a fan of fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to, like... I was just using that as an example. We I know, don't I know. Mention. I can help yeah. it. Go out to <laughs> two more episodes. <laughs> so, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Their unrequited love, their, you know, like, I can't be with you because society tells me that, or I'm coming out, but my Mormon parents are going to hate me. And, you know, it's, it's all of that that's, that we yeah. absolutely experience, and some people still experience that. But I think what was also missing was sort of this classic, tropey, fabulous, happy love story. Everybody wants their there it serving is. Wait, of hold holiday. On. I got to pause it. That. That was it. They're like, you're not going to get that. This is what everyone wants. This is what everyone craves. You're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, it, oh, it still has the my Mormon parents won't like me part. Like, it's like, yeah. that's the part that's like overplayed. Like, stop. You know that part that everyone likes and everyone connects with? You're not going to get it here because there's a gay agenda <laughs> involved. Like, <laughs> you know that time where, like, they, where uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin embraces his mom in, in the first Home Alone after she just gets back and you're sitting there like about the ball crying because they just both went through hell just to see each other again? No, you're not going to get that anymore. You're just going to get some 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 gay, like, having, like, fucking food thrown at him for being gay and you're going to feel bad about That's it. Good. <laughs> no, no, Bob. Who, I, I want to ask a question. With all this, who who is this gay militia? Is this just a bunch of people on Twitter? Who some somebody calling into the news? Who, who is this? This is the. I don't. You're gonna have to help me with this one, Josh. Because this is a very convoluted question. It, it's like the the whole gay agenda. You know what I mean? There's a narrative going around of people pushing you into feeling a certain way and to like having an opinion uh, about. 
you know, the LGBTQ plus community, essentially, like it's literally everywhere you're, you're, you hear about the, their representation in movies and film and art and, and everything like that all the time and boardrooms and, and everything like that. Like they just keep pushing it and they keep trying to convince corporations and media, especially that they need to be represented in their shows, in their commercials. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if you can point to like how how they're pushing these corporations. Is it Twitter? Is it are they you know working their way up in these corporations and uh, like being in these positions to make these decisions uh, like for a marketing agency or like for writing a, a script for a show or a movie? Or how how exactly is this? Uh, I think uh, just mainstream media has at this point convinced everyone that because the uh, the Guardian w- will run an article if you if you're not representing the these people well enough, you know you'll you'll get a CNN two minute um interview about why this is like harmful to to the gay community if you don't include them in your like artistic work or, or something like that like you you essentially get hate smeared like in every realm of news media that there is if it's, you don't it's go about along ethics with kind of in stuff. gays journalism <sighs> sorry give I mean, me a joke yeah on. you can totally <laughs> go about that route i don't know if i would well i think it's <laughs> It's a they thing, you know, like they, like the, the powers yeah, that yeah, be yeah. pushing like, uh, it's probably twofold. It's, it's pushing anything that is not the traditional nuclear family family that if they could push anything, that's not that that's bad. Everything else is good. That's great for them. So that gets lumped in with that. And then the second thing is just in trying to normalize sexual degeneracy because a lot of these people that are in these positions are sexual degenerates and people don't want to think of themselves as the bad guy. So they think everyone yeah. that's not like them is bad. So then they shove yes. this shit forward, like, which is why you have everyone in Hollywood is fucking psychotic when it comes to degeneracy also, in general. I, I think the rest of this clip actually answers your question for you because they kind okay. of give you a sales pitch about how they're approaching this and why... Like sales pitches. Why people like Hallmark and Lifetime Channel and stuff like that are making these types of movies now uh, rather than before and stuff like that. So let's continue on with this clip here. These movies are comfort food. And why shouldn't uh, gay and lesbian audiences be able to enjoy that like the rest of us? That was really what because they're miserable people. She says we want our happy endings. You know, we want our fun, cheesy stuff. No one is saying that this is Hamlet, but they certainly want to see themselves represented in the genre along with everyone else. So is that, you know, that desire to see that Hollywood, that Hallmark moment, uh, is that really the explanation why why the change and the broader industry change, Eli? I mean, from the from the audience, yes, but from the industry, I think actually, interestingly, it's a business case and a convincing one. So I talked to GLAAD CEO and President Sarah Kate Ellis. This is the gay and lesbian advocacy group. And what she has noticed is a real big shift. You look at the demographics in America, for example, I think if you look at like 18 to 34, you're seeing as much of the population as 30% identifying as LGBTQ in one way or another. Now, if you look. Did you catch that? Yeah. You guys catch this is their marketing scheme. You have every single teenager that's going around being like, "Oh, I'm non-binary. That means I'm a part of like the LGBTQ community." And every woman yeah. is saying that they're bi. Oh, I'm I'm a part of the LGBTQ community. 
And it's like, well, every woman's bi. You know what I mean? They they all kind of swing both ways. Well, that doesn't. I'm ahead. imagining a study, not like uh, the question. It's not like, do you identify as part of the LGBTQIA plus community? It's do you uh, like w- w- say uh, if I were to pay you a million dollars, would you have sex with a man? A question like that, where oh, oh, you're yeah. you're clearly bisexual. Let's uh, or, or some some semi misleading question like that, <laughs> where um, th- they can then lump you into their LGBTQ well, plus statistics. That and every tomboy. Uh, like back in the '90s, is now like essentially non-binary. They they've literally just like rearranged definitions to to categorize more people into this demographic, and that that's what they're reaching for like this entire time. It's it's all encompassing. They're going for it in every avenue. They're trying to take this this holiday that is meant for joy and giving and loving and family and shit like that and community, and they're they're going to start destroying it. That is their goal. They hate it. Well, they're they're they missing the so point much. of it. Exactly. Well, no, they're doing that intentionally. That is their intention. Right? I, I, I These don't think people everyone, are not happy people. Know. They are not happy and they are not um, uh, satisfied people in their life. They're always just irritated about something and they need to control something that everyone else enjoys and are getting enjoyment from. They they can't just let it go. They can't just let us have this one thing. Like, like, uh, Christmas is literally like, there's nothing more like the reason why Christmas is so great is because it's so jolly. It's literally just pure joy. It's, it's pure love. And they hate it because of that. They just hate it because mm-hmm. of that. So okay, that yeah, I can, is I that. my theory. That is my thesis statement for today. The gays and, are and, ruining uh, everything that is that is joyous. <laughs> I, I want to follow up on that uh, briefly. That um, uh, with regards to not just movies. So in the, in the sphere of comic books, uh, let's look at look at DC and Marvel and what their Christmas specials are. Now Marvel, Marvel, they're they're keeping it light. They have a uh, Iron Man and Doctor Doom are teaming up to fight a, a Santa Claus that's been possessed by one of the evil Venom parasites. That's so that's fun. That's cool. Santa should be the hero in the comic. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, Doctor <laughs> Doom's the hero. Excuse why, me. He loves the science. I... He has Doctor in his name. <laughs> why can I write? I can write a better Marvel comic in the, a fraction of a second. Like I no, can wait, make a better a premise one, for one. Dude, they're saving Santa from a Venom parasite. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's, so that, that's a fun story. Yeah. Now, no, no. Uh, the DC Comics one is um, DC's very merry multiverse with the new Teen Justice, and th- this is uh, takes place in the the multiverse multiverse world where everyone is gender swapped, um, and everyone is uh, the, the big like you know headliner controversy out of it was that uh, the Flash or Kid Kid Flash is a black non non binary Kid Flash. And that, that that's what DC Comics is doing uh, with regards to their Christmas special. Uh, in yeah, case we're how's that doing? <laughs> that's the thing. It's I, I don't understand these moves like economically. I, that's why I feel like there's somebody like there's somebody fronting this because they they none of these ever turn out successful like economically. None of these ventures. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because well, no, so they got they got. It's, See, it's that's the, the thing. They, they get they get pitched the idea, and and they get pitched like the like the guy said. Thirty percent of young adults these days are LGBTQ, and boardrooms hear this and are like, "Well, that's thirty percent of our demographic now. We have to start adapting to that." Well, that thirty percent is a fucking lie. It's a fucking lie. Thirty yeah, percent of the population actually, like, do not want to watch it, 
want to watch a bunch of fucking disgusting hateful lesbians have a terrible new year's <laughs> eve like, <laughs> like well, uh, no one does <laughs> that, like christmas movies over the years have never been exclusionary of of people what you're saying they're about you know family values and happiness and uh generosity and self whatever all, all those things um whatever you just i would say it's four percent that's the real number so how do you see that breaking broken down so there's the quote-unquote 30 percent statistic uh how do you see that broken down like in actuality so like actually you know five to ten percent gay uh, well it's lg and, what, and that's it and those are well no look at the actual statistics for like gay and lesbian you take those and it's like typically uh if you uh like gay men are less than one percent of the, the male population and gay well, women I, are no, no less way. than oh, really? 1% of the woman population. So if you add it up, it's pro- I think it's like 1.4 or something like that, or 1.6 or something like that of the, of the total population I, I is, is gay or, or gay or lesbian or something like that. It's not big. And then the transgender number is even fucking tinier than that. It is minuscule. Yeah, so it is tiny, and like, like I said, like they're using like this non-binary thing. It's like you find like a a sixteen-year-old girl these days that dresses like a boy. Thirty years ago, you would have called her a tomboy, and now she's calling herself non-binary. So she's now technically classified as LGBTQ. So it's a bunch of horseshit. Like I always love the bi chick. The chick's like, I'm bi, and she only has boyfriends. Yeah, and it's like, well, we know you are. Like, you're down to like fucking do. You're down to kiss a chick when you're drunk at a party. Like, everyone knows that. Like, most chicks are. Like, <laughs> yeah, gives try a to shit. trick your boyfriend into thinking you're cooler <laughs> yeah. than you actually are. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. If you don't agree, fight me over it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm finding for um. So. After a certain year, it looks like they break it down into LGBTQ plus uh, demographics. But it, um, it, it, in at least in the last um, ten, well, sometime in the last ten years, all the stats are pointing to uh, less than a few percent um, each gay and lesbian. Yeah, I guarantee uh, you, out of that thirty percent, Gallup polls. I guarantee you, out of that thirty percent, twenty percent of that, so like a solid two thirds of it, are just. Uh, white women who have made out with their best friends like drunkenly at like a frat party or one something. Time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> yeah, that's how they're misleading it. it. That's how they misleadingly <laughs> phrase the question. It's have you ever kissed yes, a girl? Yeah. Or so they yeah. can be like problem solved. Or, yeah, they can be like uh, or mystery yeah, solved. I'm an ally. I'm an ally. Or yeah, or or people that's like the, that. The, yeah, it's not asexual. It's ally. Yeah, Bob's an ally to Christmas. Damn right. Fucking Fuck yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> like Yosemite Sam coming in there. <laughs> Just shooting in every corner of the television now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The, got the, the Christmas cavalry versus the gay militia. Man, I miss Christmas. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes is a shit. Old Looney Tunes is like maybe the best cartoons of all time. We need to protect Christmas values as long as we can. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm done with my bit. We- <laughs> yeah, I love, I love Christmas though. To be honest, it's the best. It's the best holiday. Ever. <laughs> let's keep it the best. Let's make America. Or let's make Christmas great again. Sorry, I got. <laughs> you, you know what? I've been. I, I'm. I'm still bummed out on Trump, dude. He. He really fucked us. He. he oh, really, let's not he do really it. Dropped the ball. Hey, let's, 
Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk wrap about that up. another time. We we do no, we, I think we do have a lot to talk about on that point. Shut the fuck uh, up on the front, but um <clears throat> Uh, with that, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. This is, uh, yeah, has been OK Homo, episode 31. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for listening.